Okay, so I'm just looking up from two different visions. I want to talk about the first vision first. Now, I talked about this baby fever in a previous episode, but I feel like it's all planted, it's all fabricated. I'm reminded of, like, the plot and scheme that it feels like it's being, like, pushed here. And I don't know, I don't know for sure if it is really real. You know, when I feel like the only thing I know is that this is about God, I feel like everything else outside of it is a distraction. And that's exactly what it is. But I try to pay attention to anything that that shows consistency, anything that doesn't go anywhere, any narrative, because the narratives change every day. They tell so many different lies. After a few months, you realize they, they let go of one of them when you don't pay enough attention to it or when you're just not interested enough for them to carry it to the next level. So this one, this narrative, it feels like it's falling off a few times because certain things, certain 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 things have been revealed that just prove it, prove it to be like either not like it doesn't have enough of a foundation with me where I would actually believe it or actually you know, take it serious and they just feel like they're wasting their time on it or it's just not, it's just, it's just not working. It's just not working. So I realized like this one, you know, if I, if I chose to even get put, if I chose to even feed into this at all, you know, honestly, I would have to admit to myself that it must strike some sort of interest in me for me to even enter even entertain it at all and you know honestly no 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 I take that back you know because honestly that's not even true I feel like that's something they want me to believe they want me to believe that I would be have to be interested at all for it to even strike interest in well for it to linger in my mind and the fact of the matter is is that no that's not true because they work so hard every single day to you know they work hard to push whatever narrative and feed whatever whatever owl eat up they they work so hard to feed it to me, so you know I don't know how true it is. I just want to talk about a few of the points here, so there's this last year twenty twenty there was, um, I heard them say something about a kid. I was seen in a vision holding a child, or they kept trying to put me, they kept trying to convince me to put myself in a mindset of seeing myself in a vision holding a child. But I don't really put too much on these visions because of the fact that so many different times these visions it's like that god is like whether while they are so many people are talking so many different things are being said so many conversations are being had and so many different narratives are being pushed and 
God is just like, don't feed into it. Don't feed into it. Don't feed into it. Like, ignore them. And then after the conversation just elevates into more, into more, into more, God always ends up showing me a little bit or a snippet of what's to come, of what's really going to happen, or what the prophecy consists of. This happened twice already, maybe even more. But the first time it happened, I believe it was 2019. And what happened was I was, you know, arguing. I was arguing with all these different people all at once. This is before, you know, I pretty much, God has shown me after a while, like you get the hang of it. You know, it's best not to argue with them at all. Like, you can't change them. You have to change you. And that's pretty much what I'm trying my best to do and be patient with. And I've come so far since then because this is around a time where I would never stop going back. I would never stop going going at it with whoever it was. I would always speak back and they would just, you know... They would just live off of that. They were just living off of that. They were living off of the responses because they knew that they weren't talking about anything. They knew that they were just making noise. They knew that they were just provoking me. They knew that they were just wasting my time with most of these conversations. But since they knew that they could and that I didn't know the difference between, you know, them wasting my time and just to provoke a reaction out of me. And me actually having real conversations like these actually these conversations are actually worth anything or a second of my time at all. They would just all day, every day, so many different people just provoke reactions out of me. And that was part of the torture. But, you know, I had to learn to let them talk and ignore them. I had to learn to, in my mind, in some way, find a way to not even think. Because a lot of times I wasn't even trying to talk to them. And I didn't want to be anywhere around people at all, especially not, you know, individuals like this. But I had nowhere to go. It's my mind. Like, I can't leave my mind. So what they felt like they were trying to kill in me or extract from me was who I am, is who I am. So it was just torture. And... You know, I just had to learn how to train my mind to not respond as best as possible. And that's what I've been trying to do. That's what I'm trying to, you know, that's what I've been trying to do. But honestly, what I've learned is that God wanted me there because he wanted me to, he wanted me to see. He wanted me to see what people go through when it comes to turning down the devil and also he wanted me to learn, you know, patience and faith and trust in him. A lot of things. He wanted me to, he wanted to make me stronger. Nevertheless, this is when I knew very little about a lot of the stuff that was going on. You know, I would be getting told different things like they're trying to sacrifice you. And, um... Different things I would be getting told by different strangers, random strangers, you know. And they was always having conversations over me without me. 
I couldn't ever participate in these conversations because it's like it was something on me that was like speak when spoken to or I could I just couldn't I couldn't participate in a lot of the conversations and I was a lot of times too busy being tortured or tormented you know by something or someone or a whole bunch of people over here in one on one end and then they're having the conversations on another end I can never have the conversations or be in a conversation because as soon as they figure out I'm listening then they're fighting me they're torturing me they're tormenting me again so this particular time all I know is it, I was I feel like I was arguing with a whole bunch of people and it's I don't just feel like it that's what it is it's a it's a bunch of people it's just a bunch of different spirits demons which is warlocks um sorcerers people you know fighting me all the time all the time to keep me from what God wants for me but Around this time, I didn't know, but God kept saying, just don't argue with them. Just don't argue with them. Because one thing that you do know is that they know you don't know a lot. They know that you don't know what's really going on. That's their advantage that they have over you right now. You're not aware. And I just thought that was so cowardly and I thought that was so weak. So I would just say that the whole time. I would just be like, you know... How much of a coward do you have to be to hide and throw jabs? How much of a coward do you have to be to have so many different people and you're hiding and you're throwing jabs and somehow you're getting something out of that? I just felt like, you know, like I still have yet to have a better understanding on that because I still feel like, you know, obviously something that I've learned since then is that it doesn't feel like they're ashamed of that at all. That part they're not ashamed of. So after seeing the different levels of what's going on here, I would say that that might be for a good reason. Meaning, you know, besides the fact that God has shown me my power and that they're afraid of that, you know, because that's like anyways, I already knew that even then. You know, I would just say that The way that they were doing things must have been, you know, some like I want to say it's nothing to be ashamed of, but I would just say that, you know, it's not what I think, where it's like super weak, super weak. It's more, I would say it was more of a, I just don't feel like it's as looked down upon as it sh- as I think it is, as I think it should be. And that doesn't mean that it sh- it shouldn't be looked down upon. It just maybe means that it might be more to it. It might be more of a point to it or it might be more, you know, it's it's probably more I need to understand about it. Maybe if I had, maybe if I could see what all it really was to it, the truth of all it really was to it. Maybe I wouldn't think it was as cowardly as I feel that, it, that like, as I, as I thought, you know, that, that hasn't changed. My mind still feels like that. It just doesn't, you know, I don't let that affect me anymore as much as I used to because I realized, like, Like I said, you can't change them. You have to change you. So I spent so much time feeling like they just do things. The way they do things is so, it's revolting. But, you know, 
I can choose to not let it bother me anymore. And I can choose to not judge them, you know, try my best not to judge them because that was something that God had to work on and deal with in me. Like, you know, I remember arguing with them so much that God yelled at me, not them. Even though they were the ones torturing me, they were the ones saying the most heinous things to me, they were the ones doing it to me, they were the ones who were, you know, brutalizing me. God yelled at me. He screamed in my face. And he said, humble yourself before my father. That's what he screamed at me. And I was like, see, he does defend me. And I was yelling at them like, see, humble yourself before my father. And he was like, I'm talking to you. And I was just like, whoa. Like, you see everything that they're doing. You are here. You're right here. You see, I'm just trying my best to defend myself. Like, and I'm the one who needs to humble myself. And that just made me like, because the more I would talk back about it and the more that I would argue with him about that, the more that he would rebuke me. So I just had to be quiet. I had to be quiet and I had to suck it up and I had to just be like, you know, if God can, you know, see all of this stuff, God sees all of this, obviously he's here. He knows all of these people are jumping on me all at once and they're brutalizing me and they're torturing me and they're tormenting me. And he knows that I'm choosing him and he knows that they are trying to get me to choose them or choose Satan. And he sees everything. He sees everything that I see. He sees how wrong it is in the situation. And yet still, he felt I was the wrong one. So that's, you know, that's something I need to take into consideration. Like, you know, even though I just feel like there's such an injustice. I feel like this is so unfair. What is going on? What's happening to me? I don't understand it. Like, it's all these people against me. And I can't even defend myself. You know, and then I'm wrong. I'm still wrong. Even though they're wrong, I'm still wrong. And I couldn't understand it at the time. And I was just so upset. I was so upset with God. I just remember being so upset with him. Like, why does it feel like you want them? Like, you want this to happen? It's like, what is, you know, I was so mad because I felt like, you know, and they want me to choose them, and Satan wants me over there, and you're, you know, taking their side. So, you know, I realized a few things. One, I was in a position to make demands. So, even though I, you know, I don't want to say, no, it, it is about killing your pride. It was too much pride involved with me where I had to respond to everything they said. I, you know, that's something that God wanted me to work on anyways. I didn't, I didn't, you know, show enough humility where I have to respond to everything they say. I feel like you can't talk to me like that. You don't get to, you know, do this, you know, you don't get to curse at me and I don't curse you back out. You don't get to, you know, disrespect me and I don't disrespect you too. You don't get to say this and say that and I don't say it right back. So this whole time I was just like cursing them back out and I wasn't no different from them as far as the way that they were handling things. So 
you know, I was so mad at God at the time. Like, how could you, you know, talk to me like that? And they laughed. They laughed at me for being yelled at and everything. And, like, I just felt like, what? I'm defending you and you're turning on me? And, you know, I just, I wanted to, you know, I had choice words. I, I felt like I wanted to have choice words for God. And I realized, like, you know, what are my options here? You know, not that I would, not that it comes down to that, but it does. You know, my options at that time was to either go over there and be with them and be like them, where, you know, you would really sit in somebody's face all day and torture and torment and brutalize them to make yourself feel better or just for any reason, period. I just didn't want to beat them. I didn't want to be a coward. I didn't want to be, you know, miserable. I didn't want to be like them. Like, I didn't, I just can't, I can't even explain how that makes me feel, you know, to ever be over there, you know, selling out and abandoning my values in life, you know. I didn't want to beat them, so I was just so upset because I'm like, I can't go over there. I don't want to be over there. Like, especially now that I know, you know, what that consists of. I don't want to be with them. I don't want to be around them. I'm not one of them, you know? And so I was so hurt that he had done me like that in front of them because I felt like, you know, at this point, they kind of, now they have every reason to say, you know, and you don't want to be over here? And he's not even choosing you? And... I just felt so upset because I was like, how could you, you know, how could you when I'm fighting for you and I'm going through all of this for you and your name? And I'm just getting all of this out now only because, you know, I realized that what I learned is so much more important. I know that now. But put myself as much as possible back into that back into those shoes. I realized I I can't be over there. Because, you know, I still had parts of myself that were very similar to the way that they were doing things and I felt that I was right. I was justified in in heaven and keeping those qualities about myself, but still feeling like I'm still not one of y'all though, you know, and I felt like I was right because it's like I'm still choosing God though, and I wouldn't do that what you're doing, even though I would do this, and that's what God was addressing. So, now that that's said, you know, I, I felt like that hurt my feelings. And I was just at that point, like, I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, I felt like, okay, well, then I guess I'm not with you either then. And that would have left me alone. And they weren't leaving me alone. So, they were still going to be able to torture and brutalize me and, you know, tor- and, and torment me. And I wasn't going to have Jesus as protection if I didn't choose him. So I still had to choose him despite him not choosing me in that moment. 
I don't want to jump a gun, jump the gun and say he didn't choose me, but despite what he had said, and it felt him, it feeling like he wasn't choosing me. But he had already chosen me. Obviously, that's why they were there. But um, all that being said, you know, I just remember that moment vividly. Like, humble yourself before my father. And he screamed at me. And I was just like, me? You didn't say anything to, you're not saying anything to them. And all of these times, I'm just, you know, sitting here so vulnerable, being brutalized and stepped on all day. And I'm calling on your name all day. And you jumped out my throat for defending myself. Like, I, that, at that point, I was just like, you know, I really felt like, what is the point of this? What is the point? And I think that it's really important that, it's really important that, you know, I just realized that I actually had a moment like that, you know, in 2020, because I'm having a moment like that today. And right now, I'm like, what is the point? What is the point when you are always making me feel like I'm wrong, no matter how right I try and be? You know, what is the point? Why should I care? Why do I feel trapped in this situation with you when I could go and do whatever I wanted to do? That's what they want me to do. They want me to walk away from you. And they want me to decide that I don't need you anymore. They want me to decide that you don't have anything to offer me. They want me to decide that I can be my own God. That's what they want so bad. That's what they want so bad. Why do they want that so bad? And so I feel trapped in choosing you. But it's not a trap because I'm choosing you. But when you do stuff like this or when you make me feel this way, like I'm not even wanted with you or like you're not choosing me, then I feel trapped. Like you I'm I'm forcing myself on you and I'm forcing myself in your direction and you don't even want me over there with you either and it feels like I can't do anything right but I'm trying so hard anyways and this is it feels like I'm going against everything you know that I believe in and what is the difference when it comes to the reason why I don't want to be with them I don't want to be with them or around them it's for many different reasons because it goes against everything that I believe in and I wouldn't ever want to be changing myself for them or that. But then when I'm with you, you're you're literally doing the same thing and it feels like you're doing it in order to prove a point to them. And even when, and when you do things like that, it makes me feel like what is the difference between you and them knowing that I know the difference. The difference is that, you know, God is God. And if you're going to ever change yourself for anybody, let it be for him. And then at the same time, you can't say that you're with God because you don't want to be with them. You don't want to change yourself for them. and You don't want to go against what you believe in for them or because you're not going against what you believe in. Because for God, he may make you go against what you believe in. Bringing back to the scripture. Um, 
when he found Saul, he said, go, kill and eat. And Saul said, no, no, Lord, I've never eaten. Nothing unclean has ever entered my mouth. And God said, what the Lord has deemed clean, you do not call unclean. So was a bunch of lizards and reptile, reptile-like animals that God was calling him to eat, telling him to eat. And, you know, Saul was like, I don't eat stuff like that. You know, they're unclean animals. And God is like, I made these animals clean, so you don't tell me what is clean. And pretty much it's like when God wants to humble you, you know, he'll make you go against things that you believe in or things that you fight so hard hard for or things that boost or pump or somehow feed into the pride that you have for yourself. He'll make you go against them for him because he wants you to first submit your pride, be humble, trust him and have faith in him. And he wants you to, you know, know that with him, don't think that you're choosing him because, you know, I'm choosing him because I get to do this and I get to do that. You may not be able to do these things or do that. If you're not choosing God because he is God, he's going to prove his power even on you, not just your enemies, because he wants you to know that, you know, without a spirit of humility, you don't have a place in his kingdom. You don't have a place in his presence. He doesn't want you in his presence prideful. He does not deal with pride. He humbles you quickly. And you have to have a spirit of humility. That's if Even if you had nothing else, that's the one thing you would definitely have to have is a spirit of humility in his presence. Now, at the time, you know... In that position where I I was, where I was like, I have full rights in this position to be defended by God. Like, you should be defending me. I'm defending you. I'm choosing you. I'm going through all of this in the name of you. And you shouldn't, like, I just felt like there's no way he's not going to defend me for defending him. But he actually made me wrong. I was the one that was wrong. And so what I realized in that moment is that, you know, I don't have a choice. At this point, I really don't have a choice. They're not going anywhere. You know, my choice would be to either, you know, see it his way or be brutalized by them and or go or choose you know go over there with them and it's not going to change I'm still going to be brutalized either way whichever I choose so you know I just had to see it God's way I had to do my best to see it God's way and I hate how I'm explaining it because I want to be very clear on you know the hump like the humility that was you know instilled in me in that moment and I want to be very clear about that because it was a process of killing the pride that I had that made me feel like I had to curse somebody out or respond to everything that they did or that I had to be defended or that, you know, I had to be in a place 
where you don't get that off on me. You don't get to do that and get away with it. You know, I had to be pulled out of that place. And this is the process of extracting that from me. And it was a very, very, very tedious and tough process. Maybe not for God. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. But for me, it was a very, very, very tedious and tough process for me. Because I felt like, you know, why does it feel like you're showing your power on me when you have ample opportunity to show your power on them? What What is this? You know, and, you know, he just didn't see it that way. He just didn't see it that way. And so I knew that, you know, it's something I needed to see, but I just wasn't receptive at the time. Like I said, that pride, my pride, and even now, you know, I still deal with it. I'm battling it right now because I feel like I know, I know what I know, but where I'm at right now and how I see it and how I feel with the situation, how things are going, I'm just so upset. I'm so upset, like, I don't even want to, I don't want to acknowledge certain things because I feel like I'm being ignored or I'm being tossed to the side or I'm being, you know, played over. I'm being disregarded as, like, I don't feel worthy. I don't want to say worthy, but I don't feel like, respected you know and that's how I felt that's how I felt at the time so I feel like maybe God is reminding me of this for a reason he's reminding me of this so that I see that this what lesson I learned then is probably the same exact lesson I I need to learn now it's something that's still there so what is the lesson I might as well just sum it up even though I have more other things to say The lesson is that, you know, there's parts of me that need to go still. And I don't see it yet. I don't see the parts of me that just aren't kingdom-like. I don't see them like the pride and the fight that I still have and the blaming God and the feeling, you know, entitled and the feeling of entitlement. Just the different parts of me don't look right. It don't feel right. It ain't right. It don't fit. It's not kingdom-like. It's not going to fit into the woman that I'm supposed to be, that he is making me to be. It's not going to fit. It won't work. And if I choose, if I try and keep these parts, I'll never make it. I can't keep these parts. They have to go. You know, I'm going to stay here until I figure out, until I get rid of them. You know, and he's showing me, like, you know... I will one day look back and say, wow, that was me. Like, I was acting like that. Like, that's, I really thought that. I really felt that way. Like, what? Like, or I won't say it like that. Maybe I won't have an attitude. Because like I said, there's, that's maybe a part of me that has to go as well. Feeling like I will judge someone in the future. I won't be judging myself or anyone else. You know, that's something that has to go. But... Just I will look back and see how far I've come. And I'll say that wasn't any, that that part of me, whatever I thought that was, I I fought so hard for it and it never mattered or it wasn't relevant or it didn't have to stay. 
you know, it was something that needed to go. It was a part that needed to be extracted. And that's what he was telling me then. He was showing me that then, but I couldn't see it all because it was fight, fight, fight. You know, fight whoever. Fight, you know, because you have to fight. You know, you have to fight for what you believe. You have to fight for who you are. If they, if they don't want to accept you for who you are, fight them. Fight them. And I was just fighting, and I was fighting for the wrong things. And that's what God was trying to show me. And he's showing me that, you know, right now. Like, even as far as you come, I want to say that, you know, I, I want to say that I just felt, I felt that. I felt that God is like, you know, yeah, don't emphasize how far, you know, because I have so far to go. And, well, don't even emphasize you have so far to go, but just even though I've come away, I've come a ways, I still am in that. I still I still have the same lessons to learn in certain areas, the, you know. I won't say the same lessons, but I still have things I need to learn in certain areas where I'm revisiting this from almost two years ago. And it's, you know... I'm fighting so hard for something, feeling as if it needs to stay. And it, it's the very thing that has to go. And when it feels like it's them, it's me. And I can't see it and I can't accept it. And I don't want it to be so. And I'm expecting God to defend that part. And he's not going to defend that. Because, you know, another thing that I've heard that, you know, I still, it still doesn't sit right with me when I try my best to see it that way. But the reason why it doesn't sit right with me is because, you know, maybe that's what needs to go. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, it just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not supposed to. I don't know. But is that, you know, someone said, you know, we choose God and we expect for God to automatically accept everything that comes with us. And he accepts us. He does. But he's saying it to for you to be brought to this next level, you know, things have to go. If you really want me, if you really want to be in heaven, you have to deserve to be there. And there's certain things, there's certain qualities about yourself that, you know, I'm going to require you to let go of. And pretty much to sum it up, I don't want you either. I don't want you either acting like that. Like, don't feel like you're such a gift because you're deciding to choose God and you're fighting so hard for God. And, you know, that's one thing you won't do is abandon me. But it's like, don't think I want to abandon you if you want to abandon certain things about yourself in order to better yourself and become someone who fits me. Because if you're going to be a representative of my kingdom, I don't like that. That doesn't look right. It doesn't look good for me. You know, you can't go out and embarrass my kingdom and embarrass me and expect me to defend that. No, you have to fix those things. Otherwise, you're going to be the one who is rebuked and reproved. 
and, you know, checked, you're going to be the one that's going to be checked representing my kingdom like that. Because I don't want you in my kingdom if you act like that. You might as well, you know, I don't feel like God would ever tell you to give up. But just I don't want you in my kingdom like that. No, Satan might want you like that. And you don't want Satan, so you feel like you're doing a lot. But no, you have to represent my kingdom right. Do it right. You know, certain things that you're doing, certain things about yourself, certain ways that you're doing things. You know, I would never accept. I would never accept those those I would never want you to represent my kingdom like that. So no. And that's what he did. That's what he said. He said you're humbling. He said humble yourself before my father because I was representing his kingdom badly. How can I say, you know, curse somebody out say if you look at how you look, you know, you a coward, you a effing coward and you know you see what side I'm on, you know, and I'm representing God like that. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't even want to make it seem like I'm going that way, that route, because I know it's a way to do things, but I'm just trying to get that. I'm just trying to be able to clearly say what I'm trying to say. If somebody went out and was representing me, and I wanted to be represented a certain kind of way. And I was like, you know, and they were like, yeah, you know, I'm about to, you know, it depends. Like, I don't want to use the exact same example as that because it just kind of re- it just kind of reiterates what I just said. But it's like, depending on how you want to be represented, let's say you want to be represented as sanitary and somebody comes and you know they don't wear no gloves and they spitting all over stuff and they're not they're not being very clean they're representing you badly you know you don't want them representing you like that because you're you know you want to be represented as sanitary like put on gloves when you're representing me Cover your mouth, you know, wrap your hair up, you know, be sanitary when you're representing me. Otherwise, you're just representing yourself, you know, and so you're going to check them when they come and represent you like that. You're not going to check the people who was like unsanitary with them. You're going to check them because they're representing you. You can't say I'm with God. And I'm for God. And in the same breath or in the same sentence, be cursing somebody out and looking a a certain kind of way. Because you can't represent him like that. He doesn't want to be represented like that. So that's why I got checked. But, you know, there's a few arguments there. You know, I was ignorant. I didn't know. I didn't know that. So... How could he, you know, still come down on me like that? And I didn't know. And it's like at some point you're going to have to see. You're going to have to learn. 
you know? So that's a, I could say that. But what really hurts me, what really hurts me is that, you know, a lot of times I just feel like, why does this feel like it's an opportunity for you to make an example out of someone? As if I was ever over there with them to begin with. It feels as if you are playing me. You're playing, I'm be, I'm the one being played. Because when you think about it, like, I never would have chose the route that they chose. I never would have gone the way that they gone. I'd always chosen you. I I want to say I never would have done anything. I don't want to, you know, speak for what I don't know. But I just want to say that I'd always chosen God. And he sent them in my direction because of it, right? Maybe. I don't know. I was chosen for this fight. But yet, it feels like he's just using me and hanging me up as like a pinata or something. Just a punching bag. Let everybody get their hits off. And he gets his hits off too. And he's like, you know, I hope this makes every, I hope this lets everybody see what kind of person I am. To show your power on me, a representative of your kingdom. And I never liked being the dummy. I don't, I don't want to be the dummy. Why am I the dummy? You know, but I try my best not to question his character, but it, that's just, that's what I, that's what I'm feeling like in my heart right now. What I'm feeling like in my heart right now is, you know, just like how I felt right then. It was like, why does it feel like you're using me and my, my character, my personality, who I am, what I believe in, how hard I fight and how hard I go for things in order to somehow bolster yourself and it's like I know that I'm supposed to be doing these things for the glory of your kingdom and I'm supposed to be representing you correctly and obviously if you do things you're doing things right there's a reason for everything that you do there's a lesson to be learned in all of it but I just feel like you know there is what am I trying to say? Nobody was for you before me. They weren't for you. They're not. They they disrespected your name. You know, they stepped on it. They didn't care for you. And the way that I fought for you and, and the, the idea, the, care, the reason why I fought for you, me being on your side, may have had a lot to do with the attention that you're getting. No, 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 I don't want to say, I hate that. See, it's an I, I, I thing. When it's not about me, it's about God. You know, if they ever even pay any attention to me, it's because of who God made me to be to them. I want to be very clear. I understand that. But it's just that, why does it feel like, you know, here, you? I want you for now. You're not really what I would want, and you're not really what I would choose. And honestly, You know, you're just uh, something I want for now just because you're here and you're loyal and you're faithful and you're ready, you know, to choose me no matter what. But when you start attracting other people who I actually do want, I'm going to push and kick you to the side and I'm going to let them get that front row seat. You know, just like any old regular person out here. You know, there's people out here who are like, uh, you know, I want you because nobody else want me. 
But then once everybody else want me, I'm going to act like I didn't know you. And I'm going to pretend like you weren't here going so hard for me the whole time. Like you didn't have my back. Like you weren't holding me down. Like you weren't for me. I'm just going to kick you to the side for the people I really want. Because you ain't really, you ain't really what I want. That's what I feel like. But I feel like that would be an insult to God's character. But obviously, I try my best to see, you know, what it is I could be missing. Because, first of all, maybe that's my pride. Maybe that's the pride that I have. You know, my pride is like, uh uh-uh, don't nobody do me like this. You know, but if it's God, I guess I'll let it, I'll let it slide. And God had even shown me in this, around this time, like, you know, anything you do to them, you do to me. So he's in a way getting his get back. It felt like he was getting his get back for a lot of times that I did things to people and felt that it was okay. And for a while I lived my life, you know, stepping on people and feeling like, I'm way out of your league or obviously you worship me and you feel like I'm this and you feel like I'm that. So I just, you know, because that makes me feel good or I could do something with that, I'll take that. But it's not like I'm really interested in you. I don't really like you or I'm just going to let you, you know, like me until I get the person I want. I'm going to let you make me feel good with myself until I get the person that I want or until I get around the you know, get in the place or the room or the situation that I want to be in. I did used to act like that for a while. My logic was, you know, my logic when acting this way was you wouldn't want me. The reason why you want me is because of your own selfish reasons. You don't, it's a cycle. Just like you treated me so much better than you would treat the average person because you think I'm pretty, you think I'm cute, you think I'm whatever, you think I look nice, or you think, you know, you feel like it's a privilege to be around me as far as appearance and vanity reasons and vain reasons. So I'm going to take advantage of you just like you're taking advantage of me. Because would you treat the same ugly girl, unwanted girl who wants you that you don't want, would you treat them the same way? Would you be offering them the same extra privileges? Would you go out of your way for them like you're going out of your way for me? Would you do all of that for them like you're doing for me? Okay, so I'm not wrong when I accept all of this extra work you're willing to put in for just how I look and, and this extra, whatever. It's a wicked mindset. I know. But... That's how I was feeling for a while. And that's that was my excuse. And that's how I was justifying a lot of times how I treat people. But I want to be clear. Me and God had a conversation about this. And he said, You know who you are. You knew you know who you are. You can't let this you can't let the devil tell you who you are. You can't let him tell you who you are. That's not who you are. That's not how you really feel. And I look I look back and I know that, no, nope, 
that's not that's not the case with me. That's really not the case with me. I never really did commit to that whole wholeheartedly. Now, did I take advantage certain times and try my best to justify it in that way? Yes, but I could never justify it. I could never justify it in my heart. So I would pray and I would repent. And I would, well, I would know I was wrong. And I would know I wanted to be better. And I would know it wasn't right. Now, when you're doing things and you're and it's not right, you know, the I guess part of the battle is just knowing it's not right. When you convince yourself nothing's wrong with this, you you know, that's extra work. There's more work to be done. So at least I knew I was wrong. And I didn't try and fight super hard in my heart to try and justify that to the point where it became more than what. You know, it could have been worse. I could have gotten worse with it. Like, I would still, to a certain extent, I would still have to like you. I would still have to, you know, I would still have to feel like, no, I really do like this person or I really do feel, you know, that I could I could like this person. I would have to have some sort of genuine interest in you. I'm not just fully only using you. Like, I literally have to truly enjoy your company to a certain extent where I'm not fully using you. Like, this could be more depending on if you really you know, appeal to me in that way, even if, you know, part of me is using you. So another thing I learned in the process was going all the way with stuff. You know, I realized that when God would make me feel like, what am I doing this for? Why am I fighting so hard for you? I realized in that process that, you know, he was like, go all the way. Or, you know, you're going to have to go all the way in one in either direction or it's not going to work for you. Meaning I can go all the way with God being 100% who I want to be good. Or I can go all the way with the bad. Meaning go all the way. Don't just... You know, dip your toe in the water. Don't just sort of use somebody. Don't just sort of, you know, get revenge. Don't just sort of talk about somebody. Don't just sort of be a little evil towards somebody. Don't just sort of, you know, play, lie, cheat, steal, kill. Don't just sort of do those things. Go all the way. Or go all the way in this direction. You're going to have to choose to go all the way in one direction either direction so if it wasn't God it was these witches they definitely had decided that that's what they was you know forcing on me but you know looking back I still feel like that was so weak because you know you know in reality the mindset behind that is I'm jealous of you. I'm jealous of you. And, you know, I want I want so bad to have some sort of control over you. I want so bad to be able to have, ex- have and exert power over you. I need it. I need to exert power over you because I feel like you're better than me. I feel like you're better than me in some areas. So let me try and find something about you that I feel like is wrong 
or that you are doing wrong in this world as if there isn't a million different, you know, cases or people I could be working on. If it really is the case, I really just want to make the world a better place. There's a million different places I could be right now, but I'm jealous of you. So let me try and justify what I'm doing. And I heard something earlier in this movie. It said, when somebody has something that you want, you make them the enemy so that you justify it in taking it. And that's exactly what I'm going through right now. They never had a real reason for why they didn't, you know, why they do the things they do. They tried to make it seem as like, as if, no, it's because she does these things or it's because she does that stuff or it's because she wrong in this way, it's because she wrong in all these different ways. It's like, they try to find any and every single last little flaw about me as if it's not a million people around them doing the same thing, if not worse. And they don't take a second look at them. It's not because of what you're not doing or because what you're doing wrong. It's because of what you are doing or because of what you're doing right. And they're super jealous, super, super, super jealous of what it is that you have that's right about you. So they're either going to do their best to make everybody hate you and try and turn everybody against you so that Nobody sees in you what they see in you that makes them jealous, the good in you or the the interesting thing apart, the interesting part about you that makes them gravitate towards you. They don't want anybody else to see it because they realize if somebody else sees it. You may really, you know, more and more people may see it and I won't be able to pretend as if that's not why I'm jealous. I won't be able to hide my jealousy anymore because they'll be able to see clearly this is why you're jealous. And then there's, you know, the idea that they can take whatever it is from you that, you know, makes them jealous. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take whatever it is, you know, but I have to at first, first I have to, you know, make it look like I had a good reason to take it. Like you did something wrong or you weren't doing something with it right or you know, or it, it 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 will fit better with me. I'll do something. I do it better. I use it better or it belongs to me more than it belongs to you, even though it's yours. So, you know, God was definitely, you know, showing me this, these things and showing me these different because God is perfect. And I, I hate to ever question his character, which is why, you know, I'm very careful with you know when i when i'm when i'm speaking on you know learning and what it felt like it was for me to learn or what it was it felt like i needed to observe or you know kind of see in that moment it's like it's about learning it's about learning and a lot of times, you know, Satan is going to pose as an angel of light. And he's going to want you to blame God. He's always like, that's one of his favorite tactics. If Why would God let this happen? This is all God. You know, if God really loved you, would he really let sin happen? If God really loved you, would he really let this happen? If God really loved you, 
Why is he allowing things like this to happen? So that you blame God. And part of knowing God and being with God is knowing his character. And knowing that that part of you, that, that part of you deep down, maybe it is, you know, a faulty in your logic. Maybe it is something you need to be brought to a better understanding of. And in due time, if you keep, you know, if you keep wanting the right things out of life, you will be brought to a better understanding. You'll be able to correct that. Or it's exactly what you thought it was. And that was God. He's showing you who people are. So Satan wants you to believe like he wants you to have a reprobate mind. Good is bad and bad is good. So he wants you to feel like, you know, when God, when you're being abused like this, it's God abusing you. And yes, God is in full control of everything. So you do have to come to an understanding that there's a reason why he allowed it to happen. But in reality, no, God is good and God sees sees it how you see it too. He is good. There is no bad found in him. So what I'm pretty much saying is God was like saying, no, you're right. They're wrong. They're jealous. And this is how wicked they are. They're going to such great lengths in order to make you look bad, in order to make you look wicked, in order to make you look evil, and in order to tarnish your character just so that, just because of the jealousy that they have for the things that you, the things that you have, the, the things I've placed in you and who you are. They're very jealous of your character. They're very, they're very jealous of your destiny. They're very jealous of who you are. They're jealous. It's jealousy. And I've been dealing with that a lot lately. Like, it's like everywhere I go, I don't get it. I don't know. I was, I'm like, why does it seem like I stand out so much? Like, why does it, what is on me? What is it? Like, I'm, I'm really trying to figure out like, how do I look? You know, how do I look? Because I just stand out so much. And they've told me it's like because you're good. It's because you're good. So they're so jealous that they're trying to convince me that I'm bad. You know, you're not so good. You're not so perfect. I hear it all day. You're not perfect. And they mean it. You're not good. And they mean it. And it's like, I never said that. And God is letting them expose themselves. But. I just realized I didn't even get around to what he revealed to me in these visions. Maybe this word was more important. 